This is the Rugby Odds, where an unlikely pundit panel of a wordsmith, a WWE legend, a rugby star, and a supermodel scour the globe, seeking best bets and bad behavior. Are you not entertained? Thank you, thank you, thank you once again. Thank you, thank you, thank you. But we don't have time. We, again, we don't have time for your adoration. I appreciate it and I deserve it, but we don't have time because if you look in the sponsor opportunity green room, John Bradshaw, Layfield, WWE Hall of Famer, and King Gift A. Bailu, inventor words, are getting ready, not only for the show, but for the return of Mr. George Hook, the Irish rugby legend. You can look at the slate and you see that we have a full schedule. So let's get the guys in. Right now, bring in John and Gift. Gentlemen, we were 45 and 21 last week, and I mistakenly read the teleprompter last week and undersold us by a wide margin because I think we were like 44 and 21 rather than what I said. But anyway, we are here again with a stellar record, and I want to commend all of you. You don't have a teleprompter, and we don't spike the football. Exactly. Exactly. We've been there. We've been there. That. Well, as a YouTube influencer, this is what I do. Barry Sanders never spiked the football. Jim Brown didn't spike the football. The King and I don't do celebratory dances. I've seen you do celebrations in your wrestling career a zillion times. And it was when you lost, which was awful. Why would I celebrate when I lose? You're making that up. All right. Maybe I'm making a little bit of it, but we have George Hook in the wings, guys. So we have to speed this up. We can't do filibusters. We can't start talking about, uh, you know, the Bible or encyclopedias or whatever. And get this. We have history here, guys. History. We have no wooden spoon because we were all 15 and 7. How about that? No wooden spoon to splinter your butt, John, or, or for you to hang out. If How about the splendid splinter? I'll Ted Williams your head, and then you can freeze it and cryo like Ted's done, hoping to come back to bat against the next generation of pitchers. How about that? And the cryogenics guys are kicking his head around like a soccer ball, allegedly. So Why would they do that? Maybe there are a couple that of Mexicans. Maybe there are a couple of Mexicans that he shunned. Four oh six in nineteen forty one, and he did not have to bat the last day, and he went out there and batted anyway, and went six for seven. Yeah, he's great. That man is a legend and yeah. a war hero twice. Don't, don't you don't, talk about the splendid splinter Ted Williams? Don't talk to his Mexican side of his family about him. He shunned them. He acted like he wasn't half Mexican. How about them apples? You like apples? Maybe he just didn't like the person he was married to. That happens a lot in life. People happen to get divorces, and maybe it's irrespective of their race. You know what? It's shameful of what you're talking about, and that segues right to our walk of shame. And for the first time, we're all in the walk of shame because we all went 0-3. Each one of us went 0-1, 0-3 collectively on our picks of the week. So congratulations, guys. The three of us are in the walk of shame. Can you be in a separate walk of shame than being the king? <laughs> right? I agree. I agree. I don't feel like all walks of shame are equal here. What's that? Oh, management is has granted your request. You two will be in the walk of shame without me. We usually don't pick up hitchhikers. Let's break for commercial and bring in George Hook after this. 
Need a great price on a new vehicle? Sheehy makes it easy. Easy Price shows you our lowest prices on the Mid-Atlantic's largest selection. Find your best price online or at any of our 31 dealerships. It's easy at Sheehy. If you're in New York City and want to watch some great rugby, have some great food, and some great times, go to the world's best rugby pub, The Pig & Whistle, on West 36th Street. And we are back, and once again, we have the pleasure of welcoming in the great legend that is George Hook, all the way from Dublin. So we've got Dublin, Brazil, New York, and Pennsylvania. George, welcome back. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, hey, wait just a minute right there, Matt, okay? Because you just sent out an email to the entire group, gentlemen, including Mr. Hook. Now, this man is a legend of epic mythological proportions. And you just said, gentlemen, including Mr. Hook. Is he not included as a gentleman? Is this a shot at Mr. Hook? What in the God's name is wrong with you? It, you, as a scientific term, is dippus shittus. Okay, well, John, the actual wording is Mr. Hook included here. That's After under the he's term gentleman. So if you know anything, you want me to quote Strunk and White, we'll do that. But we'd rather get to the rugby and Mr. Hook in Dublin to do this. So let's get on with it. Don't get mad. We're going to be concise. And we're going to start with George. Who do you like and why out of the opening matches? Because I'm Ireland, the France-New Zealand guy game is crucial because depending on qualification they're likely to be Ireland's opponents one or other that's the point one the, the other crucial thing is where are New Zealand we're not sure uh, to be honest I think this is the first World Cup in history where New Zealand have entered not as the favourites however they're playing France. That's a big game. What's at stake here? Interestingly, winning it means you win the group and probably face Ireland or, in my view, maybe Scotland. If you lose that match and you're runners up in the group, then you face South Africa, which could be the end of the world. Remember, top five teams in the world are in one half of the tournament. So therefore, this match, France-New Zealand, is much more than just France-New Zealand in the World Cup. It is two teams who rightfully believe they can win it. And France have got have got hurt. They've lost to Intermac at fly half, Bailly uh, at loose head prop, Dante at centre. But Fabien Galtier, the best coach in the history of French rugby has produced an astonishing side. I know you want us to be concise, but can I just for a moment? You've got just, 30 seconds. Go ahead. Right, you got all the time you want, Mr. Hook. The greatest <laughs> movie of all time, Casablanca. Uh, Humphrey Bogart and Ingrid Bergman and Paul Henry. There's a moment in the coffee shop where the Nazis are singing this bloody song. And then Henry starts the grad in the Marseillaise. And it's the greatest rendition of the Marseillaise in movie history. And when you hear that on Friday, you got to think France have a chance. France have a chance. Uh, John, 
Mr. Hook, uh, the way this rugby uh, World Cup is set up, obviously a blind drunk man was throwing darts at a dartboard and still got it all screwed up. But you got England and Argentina facing off, and it looks like Australia out of the other pool in C and D. Looks like one of those three will probably make the finals, which they probably couldn't beat the top four in the groups A and B. England and Argentina, do you think the winner of this one ends up in the finals? What a smart guy you are. Uh, oh. the, the thing is, that, <laughs> a, I'm not a betting man, but if I went to my local bookmaker, I would put a bet on Argentina to make the final. Not necessarily the winner, but to make the final. Never in a world cup have three giants, Wales, England, and Australia, approached the competition with such rubbish squads. So therefore, Argentina have an astonishing opportunity to go all the way. In fact, you know, we might be looking at Samoa even. I don't think we are, but we might be. But Argentina, for me, are a team to watch. And if they get a final and it's only 80 minutes between them and the trophy. You know, what's great about this program, and this is a record because it took John about 30 seconds to go completely off script once again. And I just want to make another note, Mr. Hook. Uh, you use the, 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 I'm not a gambling man, but my local bookkeeper. <laughs> you know, it's like saying, I don't drink, but when I go to the my favorite pub, you know. Gift, what do you think? Aside from the fact that Mr. Hook likes to keep good tools in his tool belt, all right, he stays prepared for whatever is necessary, all right? You can't be shaming. How much now do you see the possibility of impacting the Tier 2 ranks? Because now you have this one side that has a chance to... What What? what do you want, Matt? What do you what, want, what Matt? The f go ahead. Go ahead. We're off the rails. Go right ahead. This is what we do. Do you think that World Rugby would want this to happen, an Argentina team being in there or a Japan team, surprisingly getting in as a dark horse. What do you think that would do for them investing into the rest of the Tier 2s, in your opinion? Yeah, I think the thing is that, that World Rugby has made such a total Horlex. Horlex, by the way, is Ooh. a trick to put you to sleep. Um, <laughs> made such a total Horlex of this draw that the competition doesn't really have credibility it really doesn't and therefore the possibility of a wild card is real there's two other things to remember for the last decades pacific rugby has been cannibalized by its nearest neighbors new zealand australia and indeed european nations suddenly samoa and fiji have got some money the samoan team has actually got former wallabies and former Kiwis. So therefore, keep your eye on the Pacific nations. They're going to upset somebody. I don't know who, but they're going to upset somebody. So the way, in one sense, if you're a purist, you look at this draw and think it's a whole load of horse manure, right? On the other hand, you, if you try and draw something positive from it, you look at it and it's giving the opportunity, your phrase, tier two nations to suddenly come through this. So that aspect of it, I think, is quite exciting. All right. Well, I'm going to this is like become a Senate uh, hearing. I'm going to have to yield my time because of the curveball that Gift just threw at us. That's what Gift does. He's the gift that just keeps giving.
The less you talk, Matt, helps the show. So anyway, gift, who the <laughs> do you like and why? After that great amount of information, thank you. Uh, we're looking at South Africa and Scotland. It's going to be much closer than people give it credit for. Now, South Africa, I think, is the far and away favorite out of this. I think they showed a lot playing against, you know, the second side of New Zealand and showing depth that they have. But Scotland, they already played France. They beat them. Lost to France again. But, you know. But I look at South Africa to probably end up taking this one. Look for Scotland to keep this one close. Greg, All right. that man's got something. All right, and, and I'm being told we're running out of time on this segment, so I'm going to land this baby with my pick. I like Johnny Sexton's comeback against Romania. It's 62 and a half points. That's a lot of points, but I think they're going to cover that 62 and a half. We're going to take a quick break, guys. We'll be right back. You need your cleats? You need them tomorrow? If you order today by 3 p.m. New York time or noon L.A. time, they can have them to you tomorrow. Young, old, male, female, if you're playing on turf, if you're playing on grass, if you're playing in the rain, you're playing in the heat, they've got you covered. RugbyNow.com. Go there now. We are back, and our producers gave us a lecture and a half in the uh, in the commercial break. But guys, let's let's shift to pool play, and we've got Mister Hook here, the wealth of information that he is. So let's pepper him. Let's get some info from him, and then make some decisions. John, do you have a question for Mister Hook? I sure do, Mister Hook. I, I think your bet on Argentina making the finals is genius, and, and the reason I think that uh, for one, it came from you, but two. Books misprice things like this. They look at Argentina about where they are ranked in the world, and they misprice the fact that they're in a pool that allows them easy access. It happens all the time with these sports books. I think the best bets are going to come out of uh, pool C and D as far as who's going to make the finals. You mentioned Argentina. You mentioned Samoa. Gif mentioned Japan. You also mentioned uh, Scotland from outside. Who are the Cinderella's that you think, the long shots that have a chance of perhaps making it to the finals out of pool C and D or even perhaps winning? You know, I think if rugby still, despite the claims that it's world sport, it isn't. If you look at the Soccer World Cup, more team, more countries play soccer by a multiple than play rugby. So it's a small pool. Realistically, it's about eight teams who've got any chance. Only one team outside the Southern Hemisphere has won the World Cup. That was England. So, so you got to factor that into it. So when you use the word Cinderella, right, because of my advanced age and my consumption of dark and stormies uh, all day, I can't remember the exact World Cup, but it was when it was played in these islands in Ireland. Western Samoa beat Wales. And people said, what would have happened if the whole of Samoa played Wales, right? Well, for some extraordinary reason, they're not known as Western Samoa anymore. Um, but the, the Pacific nations, for the first time in the history of this tournament, are in a stronger position than ever before. Now, that doesn't mean they might necessarily qualify but they could upset the apple cart. Ooh. So Cinderella, for me, she was my kind of girl ever. You know? <laughs> she had hips like a pumpkin after 12. 
She was never my kind of girl. But I think Fiji, Samoa are the two teams, not Tonga, are the two teams I'm going to be watching every game they play. Gift, you want to tap into this wisdom? Yes, I do. So there's one thing that you said the other t- uh, last time we talked, which was speaking about South Africa's form, that if you put South Africa today versus South Africa in 1950s, you wouldn't see a difference in their format. But you also speak to the fact that the Pacific nations and the Southern hemisphere has been the most dominant. What is it about the Northern hemisphere that seems to be anemic to taking over or copying the same format that the West, uh, the Southern hemisphere teams have been able to do to be so successful when it matters most so consistently? Well, the first thing is, I don't know where you get this, that like things have changed for the Northern Hemisphere. The things haven't changed in the whole uh, duration of tournaments since 1987. Again, they've only won it once, right? So that's point one. The astonishing thing is that England, who have the largest playing population in the world, have never really performed in this tournament. And in this one, uh, you know, I think my local girls hockey team might beat them in a head-to-head. Let's not overestimate the Northern Hemisphere. The team um, from the Northern Hemisphere going into this with the best record, although never winning it, is still France. So France are the favourites again. I was in Paris when they destroyed New Zealand. I saw people who had flown 12,000 miles thinking they were going to get three New Zealand games. Suddenly had spent a fortune only to get one. And they actually cried. I saw people cry for the first time in a rugby match. So Friday night's a big game. It's not very often that you see two teams of this quality. What are the weaknesses of the New Zealand team? For the first time in almost 200 years, we're seeing New Zealand go into a rugby match with not a certainty of how they play. On the coaching staff, they've got Joe Schmidt, who was at Ireland and managed to bring Ireland back into the dark ages. He is now involved in New Zealand. So we don't know how much has he changed the way New Zealand play. And what we've seen so far, and forget warm-ups, they don't mean a lot. I don't think this is the New Zealand that I'm used to. This isn't the New Zealand that I saw 70 years ago in Cork, play against Munster, and I saw the hacker for the first time. This is not that New Zealand. I think France will win. I think Galtier is the best coach. Dupont is the best captain. They've got everything going for them. The Marseillaise. Remember Casablanca. Remember Humphrey Bogart. That's going to be their rallying cry. But, George, that segues to my question for you. If France does not win in their own backyard, will this be the biggest failure in Rugby World Cup history? 
No, because they didn't win the last time I was in their backyard. So, like, the backyard teams don't always win. I was in Australia in 87 when Alan Jones's Australia were the bang-on favourites. They lost in the semi-final. So, I, I don't need that. But now, the wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wasn't that split between New Zealand and Australia at that time? Yeah, half of it in New Zealand, yeah. But they're two pesky islands in the Southern Pacific. Who gives a hoot about two little islands in the Southern Pacific? Inhabited by former Scotsmen who are too mean to spend a pound on a pint. All right, now, George, speaking of spending a, pint, a pound on a pint, we're going to take your pension money again this week and we're going to put it on whom? Oh, I'm going France, no question. I haven't Whoa. got a single hesitation. France is the greatest bet to win this since Sir Gordon Richards rode Pinza to win the Derby in 1954. I, I, we were talking about that off camera just a minute ago. We, that's exactly what we thought. All right, Mr. Hook, thank you once again, sir. Treasure. Thank All you, right. Mr. Hook. Much, much appreciated. Thank you, Mr. Hook. We will be right back with more. Don't go away. From New York City comes America's longest running and most popular rugby show. The biggest names in Major League Rugby, MLR highlights, and big match previews. Rugby Wrap-Up presents MLR Weekly, made in New York City. Pick up a legacy. A legacy that stretches beyond your current team. A legacy built on the backs of those who came before you with hard work. And for those who will come after you, we promise it won't be easy. But we'll be there, supporting you on and off the field. And we are back. And ladies and gentlemen, you might be seeing a certain mugshot on the screen of a certain WWE Hall of Famer who's gotten himself into trouble yet again. John Bradshaw Layfield. Two words. Free JBL. Free JBL. He I'd fought for the top 14 people's rights and they jailed him for it. Bam. Bam. Free the champ. The King is referring, of course, to John bashing the top 14 for playing during the Rugby World Cup. And guess what? They heard him because they're not going to play again until October 28th. Good job, John. You ruined a lot of people's livelihoods. Let's move on and go to the NPC in New Zealand. And we've got some great stuff going on down there, despite the fact that the All Blacks are in the World Cup because this is the Tier 2 professional setup down in New Zealand. So let's look at those picks and who likes what. I like the fact that tier two countries are not be, it'll be well playing in the World Cup, so we got the whole league. This right here is a tier two rugby show. And if not for the king, this would be like a tier 12 or 13 rugby show. This show is terrible. I'm going with Wellington over Wakato again. Well, 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 Wellington. And thank goodness for the king saving this show. Uh, king, our savior, who do you like? <laughs> Look. Coming out of this, we got Tasman, we got Taranaki. Taranaki taking the top of the standings right now. But, hey, man, look, this top of the standings is quality top of the standings. Tasman is looking to try and get back up there. I think Tasman has got this for sure. And, uh, you know, the Waikato wins over uh, for Taranaki. 
Nah, well, you know, they exist. Taz okay. All right. Hey, is well, it a good idea to bash your own show that you're on? Because uh, I just wonder, maybe we'll get canceled. That'd be that'd be cool. Wellington is at the top yeah. of the table there, Gif. Just I don't know what you're looking at. You don't have your bifocals on, but uh, Taranaki is second. Taranaki second. Taranaki second. Right. second. They're not at the top of the table. Close enough. <laughs> I'm going to go with Bay of Plenty, completing our trifecta of three road favorites, and I'm taking Bay of Plenty to beat Hawks Bay. Let's go to the NRL now. Switch codes because we're running out of time desperately. And the NRL in their qualifying round, John, who do you like? Broncos. Broncos got a repeat match against the Storm. They didn't play most of their players last week because they knew this game is the one that's important. Go with the Broncos. I like that. I and like don't that. Don't you yell over your guest anymore. I'm going to shut your mic off in a second. Gift, who do you like? One, what the champ said. Fully agree with it. And number two, yo, I'm loving the Panthers over the Warriors because the Panthers have been dominant all season. Let, let's be honest. Let's, You're picking let's, against the team from New Zealand? Always. Always. I do not believe in this New Zealand dominance anymore. Times All right. are changing. People are actually getting to play for their countries. Professional teams lay where they're supposed to lay, and Panthers will rise again. And just like they said in Genesis 1-3, God said, let there be light, and there was light. And the light is going to also show on the roosters to take on the sharks as well to be able to peck Whoa. their way back into the fifth place spot when this is all said and done because clearly the way the NRL is doing it is their top eight, but not the best of eight. So look at them to be able to get this, show the light on them like they show on the side of your head glowing off of it that they're <laughs> going to see through for the Roosters. That's all great, Gift. I'm going to go with uh, oh, the Knights. Coward. coward. The visiting Raiders. Okay. <laughs> yes, I'm a coward because we have producers no, and sponsors and everybody else physical. to answer to networks. Bringing the light network. down on the people in the world. Guys, it's time for that. Shot at redemption for us in the picks of the week because last week we sucked. Who do you like, John? I greatly respect the King and Mr. George Hook, but I'm going to go with the other side in this first game, and I'm going to take a chance because it is a chance. They're, they're the underdog, not the favorite. New Zealand to upset France in the first game of the World Cup this coming Friday. First game, they're going to win this. All right. Gift. England is in shambles, and it is about to get highlighted with Argentina defeating them in group stage for the wow. first time ever. We are about to see a changing of the guard. Wow. England, time for you to start moving down out of tier one. All right? Moving down. Wow. You're taking the Pumas? I'm taking the Pumas over the Rose. All right? Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. I... I'm going to take South Africa to absolutely destroy John's Scotland team. How about that? That's not nice. I just did my ancestry DNA, and it turns out like I'm like really like a lot of Scottish. And then he, he bashed my homeland. Yes, nice. I did. On that note, it's time for plugs. John, you got a plug? Stories with Briscoe and Bradshaw. We interview all kinds of old wrestling legends, MMA legends, sporting legends, you name it. We got them on there telling all kinds of crazy, wild stories. And everybody on the show dislikes Matt McCarthy. There's, there's something to be said for that. There's something to be said for that. Gift? Plugs? <laughs> of course, y'all. It's time. You guys are getting closer to Christmas, Thanksgiving. Go get your health enhanced foods. There's no need for you to be trying to grill and bake your chicken with food that's going to destroy your stomach. 
get some gluten-free, get some, not gluten-free, good seed-free, health-enhanced food, flowers, make it healthy, make it tasty, make it great, and uh, not have to use the shit the entire time. Whoa. <laughs> and that's early. That's, and don't forget, folks, it doesn't matter that it's basically August or the first week of September. You can't get your Christmas presents fast enough. And I'm going to go with the world's greatest rugby pub, the Pig and Whistle. If you want to watch rugby action, specifically the Rugby World Cup, you got to go to the Pig and Whistle on West 36th Street in New York City. Love the Pig and Whistle. Tell Cormac McCormack that John Bradshaw Layfield sent you and have a good time. On that note, I want to thank Mr. John Bradshaw Layfield, the WWE legend, King Gipte Beilu now named our savior and George Hook, the venerable George Hook. And thank you for tuning in. Please check out our other shows, including MLR Weekly, the college rugby wrap-up. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Join our weekly newsletter. And please sign up for our American Red Cross blood donor team.